0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of Set in Courtside, episode 13, the the spooky edition of yeah. Set in Courtside, because we are filming on Halloween, and also episode 13, unironically, the James Harden episode, number 13, so it's going to get real spooky this episode. Uh, of course, like always, my name is Dante. It's your boy Jerry D, baby and the nba season is finally back it's in full swing this is a full week into the nba season so finally me and jerry are going to be able to talk about some nba action what's going on on the court and not so much what's going on off the court um because every episode prior to this was just kind of like all off season storylines anything this podcast started right this podcast started during the off season so this is finally our chance to talk about what is going on during the season? We're very, very excited. We have some topics to talk about there. But I think the first thing we're going to get into here is the biggest news, what, we, what we've what we been waiting for for the past few months. So that is James Harden finally gets shipped off to the L.A. Clippers. Um, so uh, there's a little bit of few teams are involved here. There are a bunch of players. So I'm going to try to I'm going to point it all out. I'm going to say which team got what. The Clippers, of course, they get James Harden. They also got P.J. Tucker. And, oh, my God, I don't want to pronounce his name wrong. I apologize if I do. Philip Petru- uh, Petrusive. I think well, that's close enough. Close <laughs> enough? Yeah, I'll be honest with you. Never heard of him before. But he is getting sent to L.A. Then the Philadelphia 76ers are getting back. Marcus Morris, Nick Batum, Robert Covington, K.J. KJ Martin. An Oklahoma City Thunder protected 2026 first round pick, a Los Angeles Clippers protected 2028 first round pick, two second round picks, and then the Oklahoma City Thunder snuck their way into this. And they are getting back a 2027 first round swap from the Clippers. Okay, Jerry. James Harden is finally a Clipper after all this time, after, you know, requesting a trade to the Clippers, he actually ended up there, which is unlike what we saw with Damian Lillard requesting to go to Miami. What are your thoughts on this trade? Do you think the Sixers actually got a good return for him? And I guess, what do you think this means now for Harden and the Clippers?
1: Yeah, like, you know, there's, there's a lot to actually touch on right here, right? Like, there's technically three different storylines and one that just broke out Whenever Harden mm-hmm. was traded while we were all sleeping like babies and Wolves was working the phone.
0: <laughs> two AM.
1: Um, Wolves bomb at two AM. Yeah, just talk about a bomb for real. But uh just thinking about the James Harden situation first ending up in LA, I still don't necessarily it was a trade that needed to happen. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't get James Harden being added to the to the like, wow, they're title contenders now. No, they already were before he got there. If anything, right. I think it's kind of weird to do this to the culture of, like, always trying to repeatedly trade for all these different moving pieces and stars or whatever it might be because you're trading out guys that kind of set a culture in that locker room, I feel like. And even even our Clippers right. reporter Tom Tomer tweeted this last night whenever it went down, just we keep shuffling, shuffling guys, players that kind of help build up what the team is. And the Clippers obviously haven't been – like a solid rooted foundation or organization for the last like four years, but because Kawhi and PG obviously have been hurt, but just right. looking at more guys leave the building, like Marcus Morris, like Nick Batum, like Robert Covington, even though all those guys probably didn't play every single night, they still aided to what the team was and how it was kind of shaping up to be. I I don't know. It's I'm a little I'm a little like on the fence about it. As for the Sixers, I think it's more addition by subtraction. You got rid of a distraction. It looked like Harden was still yep. cool with his teammates on the bench, laughing and joking during like halftimes and stuff like that. Sure, there is no love lost between them, but you just get to go out there and get pieces that are actually going to contribute. Like Nick Batum, Robert Covington, Marcus Morris are perfect veteran pieces that are all 3 and D capable players. To put oh. on a Philly team that already features an MVP and possibly a future All-NBA performer in Tyrese Maxey, then that has the keys right. to, to, to the perimeter. So and this Tobias Harris, made,
0: Tobias it, Harris. Now, come on, now, he's gonna yeah, be popping cool. off
1: again. Sure, like you know, I'm I'm cool <laughs> with whatever. Like through Maxie's first three games, like I, I looked it up a little bit ago, like he's averaging thirty. Like, yeah, He's doing pretty well. Enough. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't think James Harden is kind of like in this no man's land, and I hate to say it, but I could see him becoming like the next. Carmelo Anthony or the next DeMarcus Cousins or Dwight Howard, guys that just ended up getting blackballed out the league because Mm -hmm. if James Harden doesn't perform in L.A., this is it. Like, you're going to be the fall guy. It's your fault that we didn't go that far because Russell Westbrook is already in the building. How is that going to impact them? Like, they have a lot more wins than losses in their overall record with one another, but there's a lot of moving pieces just with the Clippers just strictly because of injury. So even though everybody's saying that, the Sixers got fleeced during this trade. I actually think they kind of won it because they mm. unloaded a distraction and somebody that they didn't necessarily need, I guess, at this point in time, and they got veteran
0: pieces. So, right. I'm cool. With and it. I'll be honest with you. Like looking at the trade return, I actually thought Philly got more than what I thought they would get to be completely honest with you. Like, sure. They didn't get Ooh. any, like star players they didn't get obviously terrence Mann was the biggest name thrown around they wanted man they didn't get their guy but you're right like they got rid of the most talented guy like they lost the most talented player in this scenario but they lost also the biggest distraction arguably in the nba like they did get rid of the guy that was gonna hold them back that was going to you know bring eyes put on team but not in a good way get people talking with the team but not in a good way and you bring in these veterans like you said and they got four picks they got two seconds and two firsts like for the where is in his career right now i know he led the league in assists last season but like i didn't think they'd be get four picks in return for him so i think the sixers did as well as they possibly could and honestly i didn't really think of it but i agree with you with the whole Like, if this doesn't work out, Harden's the fall guy, and next thing you know, he could be blackballed by the league. I don't know how much better this makes the Clippers. Like, I don't think it makes them worse. I don't think it makes them worse, but it's like they were contenders before. They were talented enough before with the roster that they had. I mean, you could have argued that they had the deepest roster in the NBA before they traded for Harden. I just don't know how that fits going to be. I, I've Obviously, we've seen Westbrook and Harden play together, but how is Harden going to play next to Kawhi and Paul George and how are those four just going to click? Because that's, I mean, that's a lot of, you know, I don't want to throw the word ego around, but a lot of these guys, you know, demand the ball and need the ball in their hands and stuff like that. So it's going to be interesting how these yeah. four mesh. It really is. And, you know, the thing is, James Harden isn't like your particular, like, Spot up
1: shooter. I'm a catch and shoot guy. Exactly. Mm. I've never seen him utilized
0: like that. He sets himself up. No one else sets him up. He sets himself up. Like there, there's this is a situation
1: now. Just looking at it, like with you, with you saying that, I think it's all predicated on Kawhi's health. Because if he's healthy, like we already had the Clippers, you know, Western Conference Finals, NBA right. Finals potentially without James Harden. So now it, it comes down to if Kawhi's in the building. If he's if he plays sixty plus games and then going to the postseason in one piece, maybe we have confidence in them, like, depending on how it looks, depending on how it gels, but Russell Russell Westbrook is a person I think is going to be impacted by this the most because he Mm. literally just found his role and found his niche after a tumultuous season with the Lakers, right? Right. Like, where we want to... fit in. in. Yeah, like, we don't even want to think about what happened with the other team in L.A. for the Lakers. Like, no. The team team that should
0: not be mentioned...
1: Exactly, for Russell Westbrook, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, I'm I'm really concerned yeah. for Russ more than anybody, like, I think, fit-wise, because what if James Harden excels or he's better than what right. that particular role?
0: Because right now, the starting lineup, I would have seen would be Westbrook, Harden, PG, Kawhi, Zubak. I would yeah. imagine that would be the lineup. Let's yeah. say, you're, like you said, Westbrook kind of gets the shit under the stick. It doesn't really work out. Him and Harden don't mesh well, and Harden is doing well. Westbrook probably gets put to the bench and I don't know if that's something that he would not not have a problem with like I definitely think you know that's not a role he wants but he seems to be a guy like at this point with this team and you know where he fits in like that might be a role that he'd be willing to accept or would have to accept but yeah. we definitely could see like that those four might not start the whole year like it's a very real possibility that it's just like they can make it work with different roles but I don't know if that role is them all four of them starting
1: the guy who gets pushed to the bench. We know it's going to be Russell Westbrook. Exactly.
0: Yeah. I mean, Paul Harden isn't going to the bench. Paul George isn't going to the bench and quiet. Sure as hell isn't going to the bench. So the odd man out is Westbrook, even though you said earlier, which I do agree if shit hits the fan, nothing works out. Like it is on Harden, but like, if someone's taking the fall, as far as playing wise goes uh, like minutes, all that it is Westbrook. You know,
1: before we even move on, Just I think the perfect analogy for this, you know, like it's like you buy a a set of Legos, right? Like like a new Star Wars Death Star or something. You put it together. You Mm -hmm. buy it fully put together, though. You buy it like the whole the whole put together. You disassemble Mm it and you return it back to Target because I don't know (laughs) if the Clippers are actually going to stay healthy. We bought this new product, this shiny Death Star, brand Mm -hmm. new, like Darth Vader chilling on it and everything. And yeah. we're going to give it back. Just it's, here's the little lightsaber piece.
0: and just, w- just when you think that the Clippers couldn't have gotten more injury-prone, they bring on James Harden, who has his fair share of injuries. And, it will, hey, maybe their downfall will ultimately be injuries. Maybe you won't even – I mean, ho- I'm knocking on what I hope not <laughs> We yeah, might not I'm be not. able to see this team reach its full potential. We have no fucking clue. Um, but the most important thing is that it's finally over both teams can move on now and can, you know, it's early on enough in the season where, you know, they can, they can out. Now the teams know what they have this season. Also Danny green got released by the 76ers. So he's a free agent now. So, you know, another veteran player, we'll see where he ends up. Yeah. Now both teams kind of have an idea. They have a direction and we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll, what happens. Yeah. And also I put in the notes here, just something to point out. This is James Harden's fourth team since 2021 and for those keeping count at home uh, that is only two years so in a two-year span uh, james harden has been on the rockets the nets the sixers and the clippers yeah he's made a few stops so yeah, we'll see uh yeah. how long Again, this one know, lasts oh. we we kind of touched on it you know like a couple
1: weeks back like with the matt barnes quote right you you keep wiggling around you see where you end mm-hmm. up you might wiggle your way out the league. so
0: yeah just, and. uh and also another thing to point out is uh, James Harden cannot sign an extension with the Clippers as well. So he will be a free agent after this year. So we'll see what well, it's going to be. Oh probably. my God. It is going to be, he he's, he's insane. He, he is one hell of a, a character that James Harden. Okay. So let's talk about some basketball that happened over the last week since the season started. One of the biggest storylines going into the season was damon lillard a question at first was where is he going to get traded to we found out that it was milwaukee so him and Giannis had their first few games together this season uh, they the bucks are two and one uh so so far jerry from the three games that we have seen from both Giannis and and Lillard, and just the milwaukee bucks in general do you feel like this team you know has deserved to get the hype that they have do you think that this team still you know, is living up to the expectation uh, that they can be a championship contender, that they can win the championship year. Uh, win the championship this year. Uh, is that what you're seeing from this team so far? Oh, hell yeah. Like, you know, three to four games into the season for most, like, this is
1: what I expected out at of a, at a two caliber of players. Two NBA 75 guys, two of the best guys at their position. Probably the best if you want to have an argument about the point guard position. Like, it's... It's pretty much like a, like a main in heaven for, hmm. I think every point guard should want to have like a dominant big to play with rather than a dominant wing. You know, like it's, it's yep. just a perfect complementary piece, especially inside and out. There's no answer for what, what we do on offense on that side of the ball. Like, do I have to dump it down low? Do I have to let Giannis run the show? Or is Dame just going to kind of pull up from half court or just create a shot for himself or others? Like, it's right. the toughest thing to stop. Like, that's that's why we love Shaq and Kobe, right? That's why we loved any any little man, big man combo. It's just, it looks really, it's really sexy to watch. <laughs> like, on, on the court, on paper, all of that. So, like, Dame having a couple 30-piece, 30 30-piece 30 already, Giannis having a couple himself. It's, it's, it's an e game. Like, it's, it's right. not like you have to incorporate another perimeter star. Like, what the Clippers are about to have to go through, they have three perimeter guys or four perimeter guys and Harden, Kawhi, PG, and, and Russ, mm-hmm. that they all have to figure out how, how what works and where, where you're supposed to be at this point in time. No, you know that Dame's going to be up top in the half court and Giannis is going to be somewhere in the dunker spot or in the elbows. It's an easy offense to run, especially for a first-year head coach. Like, imagine, right. <laughs> imagine Adrian Griffin walking into a situation where not only does he have arguably the most dominant and best player in the game today, but you get the best point guard. Like, yeah, right. like, to answer your question, 100%. This is what I expected. I knew they were going to come out the gates hot. Sure, maybe in the middle of the season they hit a little slump, lose two to three games in a row or something like that, but they'll bounce back. Both of those guys have been to at least the conference finals in their respective conferences at the time. Obviously, Giannis is a champion along with the rest of that organization, so I feel really good about where, where we're at with the Bucks, and that's still to this day. I'm going to stand 10 toes down on it, my pick to go to the finals, and I feel pretty good
0: about that right now. So everything that you're saying, i'm not saying i disagree with it i do think that these two are a fantastic duo they were meant to be together right one of the best guards one of the best ford slash big men in the free nba time. They, free time baby they free time right as everyone's calling them nowadays they are gonna do amazing things together i think that they are definitely living up to the hype i do believe that they will be a team that will be competing in the Eastern Conference Finals, potentially in the NBA Finals by the end of the season to see if they can win a championship. But there is one issue I have. So it's like, this isn't, this is I'm pointing my finger at one person here and that's Mr. Jay Williams, okay? Because I hate when people do something like this. So after one game, first game that Giannis and Damian Lillard played together where Damian Lillard had 39, Giannis had like 23 and 12, they beat Philly by like a point or two. Jay Williams says that Giannis and Damian Lillard are already a better duo than Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. He goes, in one game, Giannis and Dame are more compatible and have less redundancy than the seven-year career of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Now, let me get this out there. (laughs) If there is definitely a chance where by at some point in time, we're going to say Lillard and Giannis is one of the best duos we've ever seen is better than duo a duo B. I'm, I'm i can behind that that's true you can't be saying those things after one game i mean you can't even be saying those things after three games I, it's just like they are they look fantastic they look this day but at the end of the day it's such you we haven't seen like anything yet really and i think it's just kind of like it's it can be crazy to me how people can kind of overreact after just like one game because in the next game Lillard had what six points and then the Bucks got blown out and then he had like the lowest plus minus on the team like minus 29 or something that's going to happen so it's just like you can't really say something or make a statement like that so early on when there's still so much left to see and again by the end of this year I can fully be convinced. And I think that it is a possibility that a lot of people will be convinced that Lillard and Giannis are the best duo in the NBA, that yeah. they have done more and have proven that they have better chemistry than all these duos that have been together over the last few years. That's fine. Let's just not get ahead of ourselves. Let's actually yeah. see what happens because it's it's an aim season. It's And this is even the fact that it's about Jalen and Jason. He could have said that about Jokic and Murray lebron and yeah. ad anything like that and i would feel the same way because it's just like they're good they're really good but let's not let's not those things out early on let, let's not yeah. put as much like not that it puts pressure on their shoulders but let's not hype them up even more let's let let's see how it plays out in front of our own very eyes and we can start making statements like that that's yeah,
2: all. that's all
0: I, i'm not that at all like not like not mad at you at all for saying
1: that like Mm -hmm. i I agree with you even when we went over before the season started about the top 10 duos in today's nba and like that i think they have them like number three or something like that right Mm -hmm. and that's because they didn't play a game together no i wasn't even really ready to even rank them yet like i know i know obviously we we had discussion already at the top of the segment two of the biggest names in the league yada 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 Mm -hmm. The namesake after we watch thirty to forty games or whatever, we see what they do, we see where they're at record wise, where they're at seating wise out east. Cool. They're the best new on them. I'm with you. Like, hundred percent. Like, tip for tech, we're we're locking key, man. We're we're toe tapping right <laughs> now. Like, I'm with you. I understand. Like, this is uh-huh. what happens though. Whenever you add, you know, a great asset like Damian Lillard, it's like, I don't know why my mind's going here right now, but whenever Moss ended up ending in uh, ending up in New England and you're pairing yep. him with TB12, right? The, the greatest QB to ever do it. And Moss is arguably the greatest receiver to ever do it. So yep. you get these guys, oh, wow, this is the best duo, like, in football. And, like, I get it. But like, well, we just did, we did a couple years back, you know, Isaac Bruce, Torrey Holt, Kurt Warner, and guys of that magnitude, the greatest show on turf. And, like, we're coming over to the hardwood, though. Like, yeah, there's still plenty of great duos out there, like LeBron and AD, Jokic and Murray, like you mentioned, Tatum and, and Brown. There's plenty more to even choose from that I'm not naming. Right. So. I like. I can't even say I disagree with that
0: statement. I think Jay Will, he has been off TV for a little while. You know, like. Yeah, I was, yeah I, I was gonna say. I saw that statement. I was like, where where did he yeah. say that? He has yeah. been on a show in a while. Yeah, like I think it literally has been a few months since we've seen Jay Will. I don't know yeah. what happened to him, but maybe he decided to come back. Had to bring he heat to the table. Yeah, had you know? to bring the table for sure. Hey, I respect it. I mean, maybe he's just getting ahead of the curve. I get it. Um, but that that's just my thing. It's like we it's very small size. Let's let's give it a little bit, then we can start giving them their flowers. But speaking of small sample size, Celtics, the other team in the Eastern Conference that people are saying could win the championship, tied with the Bucks for favorites to so win the championship this year. Three and zero to start the season, the only team left in the Eastern Conference, I believe. Uh, yep. To still be 3-0, I think. Did the Lakers beat the Magic last yep, night? Yeah, they took down the Magic last night, baby. There Ooh. you go. There you go. So, yeah, the Celtics are the lone team in the Eastern Conference at uh, 3-0. And you want to talk about um, best duos in the NBA. Let's talk about Jason Tatum and his new running mate, Chris Epps, Porzingis. Now, I love <laughs> – listen, listen, Jerry. I love Jalen Brown. He had 36 last night, 36 and three quarters. He had like eight or nine – eight threes, I think. He was – unguardable for the first three quarters. He was I think he had seven threes in the first half, lighting it up. But let me tell you something about the Celtics, Jerry. All right. Kristaps Porzingis, I think, is uh was the missing piece for that team. Now, people were so upset, so upset when Marcus Smart got during the offseason. And I get it. Like, I mean I've I watched that guy get drafted, sixth overall, Oklahoma State. I know, I know that. Um first jersey i ever bought you know heart and soul of the team i get it it was hard watching him go but you bring in someone like chris s and i i knew it. when we traded for him i was like if this guy stays healthy this is what fans are good this is what we have been waiting for and he has looked good the first three games i think chris saps porzingis fits into that scoring system perfectly and jason and jalen they are a fantastic duo, but Jason and Chris Stapp's game man it is like bread and <laughs> butter. Oh, my goodness. It is perfect. It is perfect together. Chris that's spreads the floor as well as any big man in the NBA. He's seven foot whatever protects the rim like a madman can catch and lobs. Jason Tatum is Jason Tatum is looking like an MVP candidate early on. Um, I think they they found the missing piece. Again, it's a small sample size, so it's like I'm going off like I was with the Bucks. we got to give it time to see, but so far, so good. I have been very impressed with what I've seen from my Boston Celtics, and I would love to hear your thoughts, Jerry, and what you think of the Celtics so far to start the season. You
1: know, I got, I got to put you on the start because you just okay. went off on Jay Williams. It's okay.
2: Yeah,
0: no, I know. And I said small sample size, but we got to see. We got to see.
1: <laughs> you jazzed the business after a three-month hiatus from not being on TV. Hey,
0: listen, he I t- listen, I ain't tweeting that Chris Stapps and Tatum are the best duo in the NBA. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying oh, they, look- they look like You know, it. I get it. I understand. It's new.
1: It's shiny. It's like when you first get your new bike, right? It's, it's mm. nice. It's a, it's a mongoose. You got the on the back, you know, oh, yeah. like you're rolling through the streets of Boston. Yeah, like you're having a great time. But guess what, man? Your homeboy just bought a new scooter. Like, like, <laughs> how, like how long are you going to be on, on this train? Like, not, mainly, mainly when I say that, I'm only really asking because we talked about durability with the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Chris F. Porzingis has a durability problem as well.
0: And that's yeah. That's he has a history. Be... He had history. I'll tell you, I you, I didn't even get to talk about the attachments to my new bike because man, Drew Holiday, woo. <laughs> him and Derek White. Listen, him and Derek White. The backcourt. They defensively, they have been putting players in hell. They put Jordan Pool. They actually put Jordan Poole in, in hell last night. He <laughs> he didn't know what he was doing. um hey, But yeah, man. no. Listen, I, I I get that. Chris Apps has his injury history. Um, doesn't you know doesn't have the best luck when it comes to injuries but 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 if he stays healthy just for the postseason he misses like 20 30 games regular season i can swallow that pill as long as he's back and healthy for the postseason that's what it matters that's what i care about but if he does stay healthy i'm just saying i think the whole uh People are saying Milwaukee versus Boston matchup that uh, we've been hyping up, I think, has a very good chance of happening.
1: Oh, yeah, like, it, no, no matter what I say, you know, I just had to get on you a little bit there, but, no, no, like, no, still, Boston looks it. as good as, like, another team that's just as advertised. Like, adding, really, you guys have a big four. Like, like the way I look at it, Drew Holiday is an all-star caliber player, Chris Satchel yep. is an all-star caliber player, and obviously the Jays are as well. So like you guys have four guys in your starting lineup that are like set. Like I don't think yep. I don't think when I look at the rest of the lineups in the NBA, including the Denver Nuggets, there might not be a better roster out there than what you guys have as a starting lineup. Then if you decide to bring Derek White in off the bench or you decide to start him or whatever, it doesn't really matter like what the Celtics do. In my mind, they could really do no wrong with how Joe Mazzula decides to shuffle these pieces. He like this is literally yep. like Like, me and you doing all the heavy lifting, and then Joe Mazzula could just put his name on a sheet of paper. Like, I'm I'm not trying to discredit him as a coach, but your job is super easy. Just like Adrian Griffin. Your job is super easy when you have these magnitude of stars on your team. So both of these Eastern Conference teams that we're talking about right now, yeah, rightfully show they should be tied for the same odds. Yeah, they should definitely look as good as advertised so far three to four games early in the season. Despite who whoever they played, despite the, my, the matchups maybe not being as great or favoring them as well. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, they're putting up numbers, they're fun to watch. And right now, through three through these three or four games, I'm thinking in my head, damn, I can't wait till till June. Or yeah. I can't wait till like, you know, May. Like yeah. whenever we right. actually get to see them play it for something that matters. I don't know when their first reg- regular season matchup is, but I'm excited to see that as well. Like that could be a bloodbath of a of a four game season series between these guys and maybe a preview to what we see a in little, the postseason
0: a little postseason preview yeah exactly hey i mean it's early on in the season that we still have a lot of basketball to watch unfold but i think the one thing um we can't agree on when it comes to the Boston celtics though is that they they their bench needs a little help i don't yep. know if you saw the stat i think they're starting five their starting lineup averages 101 points per game, which leads the NBA, which is a crazy number, but also like that kind. Of, if you look at 101 points out of the scary. 100 and something that they that they average, that's not you know it's a good number, but also kind of scary because we have yeah. uh, we don't have a lot of support, so that's definitely something that they need to address. Uh, hopefully, they do that at some point. Yeah. But but you know it's like it's like a top
1: heavy problem, right? The Clippers are about to run right. into the same mm-hmm. type of problem that you guys have after giving up all that depth we're now having a big four of their own in, in LA like they're gonna run into the point where dang we need our four guys to give us 15 plus and Kawhi and PG are gonna carry the load and then James yep. Harden is probably gonna be another 20 point score so
0: they're gonna have the yep. same exact problem giving up all the depth you I guys mean, gave them depth too so if they can sustain it I mean I guess you can do it but it wouldn't it wouldn't be a bad thing having a little extra support coming off the bench but we'll see We'll see who's out there when figure out another team that uh, isn't doing as well as the two teams that we have mentioned, another Eastern conference team, the Chicago bulls two and two. So it's not like, you know, they are like, zero and four or anything like that, but they, um, that, that team might not make, uh, make a full season. Seems like there has been some, some backstage issues. They had a team, uh, team only meeting players, only meeting game one. Uh, they were fighting at halftime game one I think the head coach literally just let them be on their own and figure it out themselves do you think the Bulls blow it up I feel like this is something that's kind of been like talked about for the last year or two just because like that just really hasn't worked and that they have so much stuff going on with Lonzo and all that do you think the Bulls blow it up this season do you think they finally do it yeah I just think it has to happen
1: like Mm. unless unless they're really just okay with, like, in the middle of the pack or being average for another year, it doesn't make any sense. Like, DeMar, I believe this is his third year. The -hmm. first season, they made the postseason. The next, they failed to make it to the playoffs after losing in the play-in. And, like, we're talking about two guys in Levine and DeMar, and, hell, even Vucevic, three guys that are also all-star caliber players that really just haven't figured it out. And, yeah, like, Lonzo's been the missing piece for this team all this time. Obviously, we hope, we wish him well. We wish, we hope for him to get court as soon as possible. But given the pieces that are laid out in front of you on the chessboard right now, you don't have them. They do not fit right. well. It does not make hmm. sense at this point. Only for you guys to be, when we look at that roster on paper, this should probably be a four to five seed, guaranteed. Like instead, yeah, I'm thinking definitely. about, damn, are you guys going to be a, a top six team? Or are you going to be in the plane again? Right. with with that caliber of talent so it goes to show me it doesn't work it's you're not better than than obviously the two teams we just mentioned in Boston and Milwaukee but you're not even better than Philadelphia or Cleveland or New York or New York yeah they're like, just so, stuck you're right in the middle there exactly and if, if you are stuck a good gm should and hit the rebuild button like you have right. to you have to sell high on like these guys right now cuz DeMar is about 34 years old he's aging I, I don't know how many good years I have at added to him yet so why not try and, to send him to a
0: contender and Levine who knows how many good years he has left in him with those knees and stuff like that too so you know his value might be yeah. the highest it is right now same yeah. thing with Vucevic I mean it, it's like th- the, on paper like you said like all three of those guys all-star looks caliber good. players former all-stars looks great I mean that could be a big three if they just obviously it doesn't it just isn't it doesn't mesh when it gets to a point where, like you said, you either you float and if you're content with floating, sure, if that's what your your end goal is, that's fine. But if you're staying in the same spot, you got to do something either you add or you subtract. And I don't know if they could really add any more to this. So it might just time to hit that big red button and reset. You know what I mean? Blow it up. Like take a page, take a page out of Sam Presti's book, or Danny Ainge. I was just I was just thinking Sam Presti and the Thunder. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like both both Ainge and and Sam
1: Presti, obviously more Danny for the Celtics days that landed you guys, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Right. But Sam Presti obviously amassed picks after losing out on
0: each of his future MVPs one by one. Like if you like Fusevich, DeRozan and Levine in the for the right like the right team, the right situation, they could get like two fact, three first round picks back. Or you, you could get like a good return from those guys. Yeah. Like good draft capital, I really do believe that. I do believe yeah. there's a team out there that could use a veteran like DeRozan, a veteran score. I think there's a team out there that could use a third, maybe second scoring option, Levine. And I'm sure there's someone who needs an all-around quality center like Vucevic. Yeah, like, he has got You just got to open up your book, open up that, uh, pick that phone up, and see what's out there.
1: Even to some degree, looking at like all those names are great, but. Also, I think we got to point fingers at the coach here and Billy Donovan for. now. yeah. I I mean, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I don't
1: think he's the best coach of all time either. But there's there's a lot better coaches that might be able to that could have made this work. That could have held this together possibly. Sure. I don't think Billy D was the guy, and I don't even think Mm -hmm. he was the guy back in OKC whenever Russ and KD were still there. So, like, looking at the roster and how it's constructed, they're not terrible. They have talent. It's just. The pieces aren't meshing well, like Russ and Russ uh, Darvin Ham system last year. I keep going back to this because fit is important for, like, right. a team and for your player and to understand how to utilize them. Bringing these guys together, like, I'm not even going to say that they can't play together. It's just I'm kind of blaming coaching for not allowing them to play together maybe as freely or as sure. like, good as they should play. Calling a player's only meeting after game one? That's, like, that's tough. That's brutal. That, and, and they even, like, I watched the press conference on Billy D. Said, they, they said, Coach, can we have a minute? And I was like, okay, sure. Like, your players didn't want you in there. Like, I understand having a players only meeting. Like, yeah, that's cool. It's, it's just us right now. We need to hash this out amongst ourselves. Yeah, like in game 62. Right? <laughs> like, yeah. this is game one, and you're yeah. kicking the coach out the room already. That tells me everything I need to know about how that locker room may feel about Billy D. Obviously, I'm speculating. I'm assuming yeah. they could go and turn around and say we love Billy and he's he's a great coach for our system but heck, mm-hmm. on on the court it doesn't appear that way. I know they're 2 and 2 right now. It's not like we need to push the panic button right now but let's say come trade deadline they're 5 to 10 games below 500. Yeah. Still with that same exact roster. And if I don't see them hit the reset button, I'm just going to think they are content. You know, those C words that we hate. Content, mm-hmm. comfortable, whatever. Like they they like being in the middle of the pack. They don't want to be better than anybody. They don't actually want to, like, be super bad and tank for a top pick. No. They just want to be somewhere in the pack because that's the team that MJ used to play for. And they have to be a playoff team.
2: Mm-hmm. So,
1: I it's, just yeah. kind of, it's annoying to watch.
0: And not even, like, have other pieces that they can trade, too. And I'll tell you what, a guy that I think that they could get really good value off of, Alex Caruso. Because I just looked. He only makes 9 mil a year, which obviously in the NBA nowadays is dirt cheap. And he made an all-NBA defensive team last year. He made an all-defensive team last year. They ha Patrick Williams, a young guy. They could really strip this team apart and and really get good return if they wanted to. Back to the coach thing before we move on to the next thing. I do think it's a little too late to start, like, the whole firing a head coach, getting a new guy in again. I think at this point, yeah. like... Like I agree, like there could be a better coach out there for that, but at this point, I think we're too far beyond that point where now it's either you keep your team or you you start trading guys that that's it in my opinion
1: maybe maybe the blow up just needs to happen at the end of the season then because I really do like when i when I say
0: strip the roster, I mean like everything yeah from the coaching no, staff. I agree. To, to literally the do a thunder literally do a thunder like get rid of big name players get picks get young guys built through the draft and that's you go from there you go from there um and the last topic before we move on to games, I kind of wanted to ask uh what you are most least surprised about so far this season so like what has stood out Ooh. to you the most what has like you know underwhelmed you a little bit i'm I'll start. I say I'm most surprised, honestly, and I know they're missing their star player right now. Uh, the only team that's 0 and 4 in the NBA right now is the Memphis Grizzlies. I thought they'd have a better start, you know, even though they don't have John Moran, I just thought, you know, they'd still have enough on their roster, bringing in Marcus Smart. He got Desmond Bay and Jaron Jackson, who I think he had like 30 points last game. He had a pretty good game. I mean, all the depth that they have that they would have a better start to the season but obviously uh not not there yet also least surprised um the start that steph curry is having to the season i want to talk about that as well because that boy i talked i said a little bit earlier about how jace tatum is having uh having an mvp campaign i think steph curry is putting is going to be putting his name into that hat this season too i think he's really going to have a a standout year I think he's going to put up numbers and with everything going on with Chris Paul, he got moved to the bench and stuff. They're, it seems like they're figuring out how to add uh Chris Paul to the equation. And so far they're three and one so far. So good. I think, I think Steph Curry is going as, long as he stays healthy. Of course, he's going to stay on this trajectory and I think he's going to have a special season. Yeah.
1: You know, like we talked, we talked about Steph prior to about him having like an MVP caliber season. One of my dark horses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a, it's a super dope thing to be least surprised about. I mean, it's Steph. It's
0: Steph. Yeah, it's Steph. It's Steph. I mean, come on. It's Steph.
1: For me, I'm going to start out with my least surprise that the Miami Heat are 1-3 and three to kick it off like this season. They literally mm. lost their starting backcourt, yeah. gave Ritten and Max Struess, mm-hmm. and didn't replace them with anybody. Mm-hmm. No one. No like, one. You, no. I don't know why. Like, What do I you see, expect? What do you yeah, expect? Like, you had a terrible offseason. Because yeah, you put all, I, yeah They really put did. all the chips in to get you didn't you whiffed
0: you failed. And then, and then, and then then you yeah, try to I get feel. then you try to get guys like Drew Holiday. Then he yep. was gone. And then all the other guys came up and swinging you miss.
1: It was like like just piling shit on top of shit. And plus, we saw like I saw this report that uh they wanted to get Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal that was yep. his number one option to Miami. Yeah, but. Mickey Harrison was wasn't too high on getting Bradley because blah blah yeah. blah whatever BS excuse mm-hmm. that was given to pay not the, to the
0: Miami Heat are becoming the new New York Knicks is like <laughs> in the sense of like right. all I go online and I see these graphics already made of these players in Heat jerseys. This is like I remember when it was one offseason. I think it was 2019. The Knicks were going to get Kyrie, Katie, and they were going to draft Zion with the first overall pick, and it's like we're seeing that graphic in February. Yeah, I'm like, bro, the draft is in June, and we don't even know if the Knicks are getting the first pick. Like, let's let like let's cool down here. Yeah, because then you hear like Bradley Beal they wanted, Donovan Mitchell wanted to go to Miami, Damon Lillard, Drew Holiday, even um James Harden they said could yep. make could could have his name thrown in the mix they to go to no Miami. One. Nothing, they got no one, no one. No, nope.
1: you know, you know what they got? They got the return of. They did.
0: They, they, think, did. and he's, right? he's had a good start to the year, but yeah. they, but failed. you could have, but you could have had, you they know, failed it's- to bring in a super big name, mm-hmm. like they're
1: linked to everybody every single year, just like the LA teams, just like mm-hmm. the teams in New York,
2: mm-hmm. and they got
0: nobody.
1: Mm-hmm. At least, at least the Lakers got hella depth. Hell, the Clippers, the <laughs> name,
0: right? Mm-hmm. The the Nets got. Ben, ben Simmons. Simmons back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ben I mean, he's been good. he so far. Yeah. I don't know. Like, Cam Thomas. No. I got Cam Thomas, too. Don't shout Cam Thomas. I know the Knicks didn't really net anybody necessarily,
1: but there was just less pressure because you guys went to the finals. You recognize <laughs> that we have deficiencies on offense. We are not good at perimeter shooting without Max Struess or Gabe Vincent on the floor. Oh, let's let them walk. Put all the chips in for Dame. Put all the chips in for Bill Donovan Mitchell, whoever, and you got nothing. And now you're one in four or one in three or whatever it is. Like it's, I, I, yeah. I'm not surprised about that. Like yeah,
0: improve. Yeah, yeah. I don't as, know why people would be uh would be shocked by this either. As for most surprised,
1: like it's it's kind of tough. Like just looking at the different storylines and stuff that's going on. I think I'm gonna have to go with something that shouldn't surprise anybody. It's probably least surprising. But it's kind of surprising to me to see the Denver Nuggets are just undefeated right now. Because sometimes mm. teams roll into the season with some championship hangover. You know, it's like, yeah, we yep. just won the shit. It took six months to get on the top of this mountain. We're standing on it. And then Jokic goes to Serbia, doesn't pick up a basketball. <laughs> doesn't pick for- up a
0: basketball for a yeah. few months. Like, you
1: know, months, whatever it is, like maybe once or twice over the summer. And then, you know, just rolls in ready for work. Puts the lunch pail back on, puts you, the
0: hard hat back on, and you fucking, you fucking love to see that. I, I, I think that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, like it's hilarious. That's why it's kind of surprising.
1: It's not surprising, but it's kind of surprising just because I'm like, are they going to have a little hiccup? Are they going to be right. like, not saying like they're going to be winless, but maybe they're two and two, or maybe
0: they're one and right. three. Right? And- yeah, oh, you know, they wow. have a they, they, are not going to start off super hot, but good yeah. enough where it's like, oh, they're, they're still the Nuggets. Then you, know, you know, I they, get they lost. They lost
1: Bruce Brown. That they, was, like, and
0: that was, that was a big, bigger you, was.
1: So I didn't know what to obviously the, all the shit talking with the Lakers over the summer. The who's your daddy? Put that in your pipe and smoke it, and all that other BS. Like, you know what? No, they, 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 they like, they like really, real like Spurs esque, not dynasty, but Jogic's demeanor towards like life and basketball is like, yeah, I love it. Let's do it. Yep. Like, let's go win. Yeah. Like that's that's the vibe I get. So yeah. I, I'm just
0: surprised
1: I, about how their championship like hangover, or you know the 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 next year, the come up year.
0: And I think like we talk about teams contending in the West. Like I talk about the Lakers, like that was like kind of like my dark horse team and stuff like that making out of the West. We talk about teams like oh, uh, Golden State, Phoenix, all that stuff. We never really have to talk about Denver because it's they're always. No. They're shooing. You know, you know how good they are. There's no question marks around them. It's basically a conversation of who's going to be competing with Denver in the Western just Conference. Like,
1: just like the Spurs. Like just like Europe the Spurs. Years.
0: And like, there's going to be years where they don't win at all. They're going to get upset in this this round, that round, whatever. But you know what you're getting from them every year, and that's that's just dominant. It's, uh, it's just they're a really, really, really good team. They have a good foundation, and honestly, they're a team that, they can lose a guy like Bruce Brown and see all set because it's kind of like a next man up thing. It's kind of when it's like you have good role players and stuff that can fill in and step up as stars, whatever. But in this case, like the Denver Nuggets lost guys, but we placed them with guys that still work. The, the Heat didn't do that, so that's yep. that's the biggest difference.
1: Like I just I can't help but just label it. Like I just see Spurs, Spurs, Spurs. Like Jokic playing the role of a of a Tim Duncan, like. Mm-hmm. Real, real, like soft-spoken guy. Probably doesn't talk a lot. Shows emotion minimally. You shows know, like, emotion every once in a while. Very seldomly, to And then Jamal Murray is probably like this, this bigger Tony Parker, right? Six five, mm. like super efficient around the rim and in the mid-range area. Like it's, I don't really know who's playing the the Manu Ginobili role for this. Yeah, team, I, was I was just trying to think. I was just trying to think that, but it's really just more so the the demeanor of how the team feels yeah, and hundred percent. It's just beautiful basketball. The Spurs 100%. basketball was super boring to watch for everybody else, but it was always so sexy to real Hoops fans. So for I sure. just really like what I'm seeing for the Nuggets. That's why I'm like, oh, I'm surprised that they're just – there's no championship angle. I'm surprised they're turning into this this baby Spurs with a twist of an organization right now. So. I,
0: think, I think part of that, too, is when your star player, arguably the best player in the NBA, just like – it's just another thing for him. It's just like – it's just his job. So he doesn't Nine like – Exactly, so it's like, oh, we won the championship. All right, yeah, I'll show up to work. Like, yeah, let's win another one, and then I'll go back to racing horses again or whatever the hell, whatever the hell he does. I think it's just his, his mentality, which is it's great. He has a winning mentality, but he also just care, and uh, obviously that seems to be the best combo for him in that team. Yeah, it, it doesn't surprise me at all, I, honestly. It, it really doesn't surprise me. I mean, it does, but doesn't that they start off four and zero? Because again, it's like. They're a short thing. As long as Jokic is there, bro, it's like, they're always going to be good. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's,
1: it's like not super. So I chose it as the most surprising, because it's not right. really
0: super surprising.
1: But it's like, wow, you guys came in just unfazed. Yeah, so-
0: no, it, it's like eye opening. Like, oh, wow. Okay. Like, you really are like, out to you're really are trying to repeat this year. Like, you're not like, it's not like a one and done thing for you guys. Nobody should sleep on Denver anymore. I hope, I hope they're no. not,
1: after what we witnessed
0: last year. So No, absolutely not. All right. Well, I think that's all we have for topics. Sherry, I think it's time for some games.
1: Yeah. Before we actually dive into this thing, Adda, mm-hmm. probably what the title of this episode is going to be, is let's have a James Harden draft, baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Let's fucking do it. Yeah. You know I I came up with it, so you got the first pick here. I'll, I'll, be, oh. I'll be a nice
0: guy for you. Oh, wow. Look at you. Okay. All right. Yeah. So as we've, we've talked about uh, James Harden before with all the teams he's been on, that means he has been playing. He has played with some, some, uh, big name teammates over the years. Now, one question I have for you before we get into this draft about his teammates, are these like players that like in their prime? So like if I pick a, a Kawhi Leonard, is this like yeah. prime Kawhi Leonard? Like that's just like not like where they are right now, obviously. Yeah, just yeah. Like, like some of these guys are out the league, so we're gonna say a prime version. Okay, what, okay. Just making sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just making sure. All right. Well, if that's the case. I mean, if that's the case, I think with my first overall pick, I, I have to go with, I have to go with Mr. Kevin Durant, probably the most talented teammate of James Harden, the most successful, or at least mm-hmm. one of them, Kevin Durant.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, you can say most successful or most talented. It, most talented, the, I'm gonna give you for sure. Okay, for sure. but most successful is a guy with a very comparable resume for me. Being my number one pick, give me Kawhi Leonard.
0: There you go. I feel I felt like those are gonna be the the top two anyways. But easy, I, ha- I have to get the best offensive score of all time. Team, all right? Why? Because I know James Harden's gonna be putting up some tour dates, so I need Kevin Durant yeah. to kind of come in and bring the efficiency. Okay. With my second overall pick. Okay, so I didn't really think of this before. Are we drafting, like, Should we draft a team so it's like we each draft four players and James Harden is on this team already, kind of, you know what I mean? Or we draft five players? I was thinking like, more
1: so drafting five
0: guys. Okay. No, 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 that's fine. That's fine. I just had that weird thought. In my, okay. So Because I'm thinking, like, do I want to build a team like James Harden's on this team or I want to build a team? separately okay so with my second pick I mean I think I'm going to take you know what I'm gonna take Joel Embiid okay you I, know I may have gotten him a little early I think I maybe I could have held out a little bit but I'm thinking that small forward center duo two of the best scores I, I think I can make I, we can get something going there that's
1: that's that's a pick I, I I honestly didn't think you were gonna be that early. I was gonna take mm-hmm. him. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Like I definitely was. Okay.
2: Okay. So, that's
1: that's a solid pick. But you know, I now I just had to go with some countermeasures here.
2: Mm-hmm. Give
1: me the four time or three time D P O Y winner in Dwight Howard. Like I think All that's right. a guy that could definitely lock him up and give him a problem.
0: Sure. So yeah. Orlando Dwight was a beast. He so, was. was. He's a listen. I don't care what anyone says. He's a seventy-five player. So let's just let's just get that out of there. Besides these recent allegations, man, that guy is great. (laughs) Listen, we we talk about what he does on the court, and talk about what they do on the court, and we're talking about nothing else off the court. We're just focused on hoops right now and putting together the best basketball team of all time. I think what what, my next pick, I am (laughs) taking Mr. Kyrie Irving. All right, one of the best, one of the best basketball players this game is Wise. So let's get him on the team. Yeah, no, I think, I think that was kind of like a, a no-brainer of a pick. But remember, mm-hmm. we are
1: playing primes here. We're playing primes. We yes. So by saying that, mm-hmm.
0: you, said, you said KD is the best scorer of all time. do uh-huh. one of them. Uh-huh. And Carmelo Anthony. That's a good one. That's a really good one. I was wondering when he was going to eventually make, oh, yeah. make an appearance here think that's fair see like I'm looking at the list it's like we have these great players but I don't know how well because I can have Kyrie play the kind of the two guard position here or I can keep him at point guard obviously is one of the best handles of all time so I kind of want him to be my ball handler so I think I'm gonna it's kind of crazy how like some of his most like like uh his teammates that are like mo like a uh, bigger name teammates or whatever are being left on the board here because i'm taking paul george with my fourth pick
2: <laughs> yeah
0: i'm taking paul george i'm gonna add a two-way player add a two guard here well at least for now maybe maybe katie gets slid over to the four and we kind of work around this but paul george I'm, I'm gonna throw on here get some defense going there and yeah one of the craftiest players of uh, this yeah. current era that is interesting. That
1: is uh yeah. yeah, no. Yep. I, I think I think I like that one. I think I like that one. That's fine. That's an interesting one. All right, yeah, that changes some things. Not gonna lie, like you're kinda s- stealing pics from me, because again, I was just gonna <laughs> go I was gonna go big here, man, have PG. At, that was that was definitely gonna be the,
2: mm-hmm. the
1: plan here. So now we gotta <laughs> I gotta take a step back real
2: quick. I'm trying let's to have, think of
0: I, I gotta I wanna think of some other guys now.
1: Let's let's see. Because we don't have like a whole lot to choose from, stars wise, hmm. and I know that you're not gonna take another point guard. So like, no,
0: I'll, I'll yeah, I can uh, I can give you that one. There's so, one guy on that definitely not taken.
1: I know it's Chris Paul. You don't have to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> the, Fair the Fair enough. Disrespect. Fair enough. The disrespect. Damn.
1: Hold on, give me like two seconds.
0: No, this is this is tough. This is tough. I gotta gotta piece something together here. I think I have a good a good pick though. I think I have a good pick.
1: You know what? For sake of time, let me just go ahead and run with with
0: Russell Westbrook here. I'm gonna take gonna take Russ just to get point guard now. Just going through I'm just going through a list right now and stuff like that. I'm just kind of looking, weighing out all the options. You know, I'm seeing big names like Kendrick Perkins. I'm seeing, I'm seeing Austin Rivers, Nate Robinson. You know, shout out a great Celtics legend. Um, mm-hmm. But I think, I think is going to fit this team better. My question: I think with my last pick, I think we're going to have some fun. I think because Prime, this player was a great. All around big man. He was doing a little bit of everything and he I really expanded. The same dude I'm literally and looking he at really expanded his game when he yeah. moved to this team. And I think I'm going to go with Mr. Blake Griffin. All right. Is that who you were thinking of? No, not exactly, but you know, that is a good one. They did play in Brooklyn together very short stint but they did play together but i'm gonna go blake griffin i'm gonna have him play the fourth position i think catch some catch some lobs he started to shoot some threes became a passer for his position hey i'll put him there that
1: that pistons blake griffin was was everything was different he
0: was good he was really good
1: all-star caliber season that he had over there in detroit so shout sure. out to bg man i'm I'm glad bg got some love out here shout
0: out blake griffin there was one other guy i wanted i was thinking of too i'm not going to mention who it is yet just to see who you pick last but i mean i, I got one i got
1: one guy on, on my mind right now that also plays is pri- primarily known as a power forward but mm. i'm trying mm-hmm. to just make sure that is like this this is what i want but you know what he is. I'm just going to – there's two guys. There's two guys really at that position that I can put there because – Okay. Damn. One of them was just uh, in his prime OKC days. Obviously, one of the best defensive guys in the league. Led the league in blocks.
0: Yeah. I was, was – guy, this guy did cross mind. Yep. But – But – I think I kind of
1: need some offense, man. Like, I can't – Dwight's not exactly your traditional low post scorer. You know, Mm -hmm. like despite averaging twenty to twenty two a game, it's not a guy I'm gonna give him the ball in the post to be like, go, go to work, go get a bucket. Melo and Kawhi could do that, but if I want a traditional guy that could do it, I'm gonna have to x out Surge. Even though I do kind of do want, I do want Surge.
0: Yep, I'm gonna give it to Lamar. And they also played. That was that was who that was the other guy. I I was Marcus and Blake Griffin. Those were the two guys I was considering. Yep,
1: played played very very well in Portland. Probably yep. the one for Dick would be the, the best player in franchise history, potentially. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm going to go with LaMarcus over Serge. I don't mean the defense, but the all-around game, I get I get from LaMarcus who could space the floor out, hit threes as well. Yep. Obviously can go to work down low. So I like LaMarcus Damn. Aldridge.
0: Damn, I like that. That's who I was. I was between LaMarcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin. I went with Blake's all-around game more than uh, LaMarcus's low post offensive game. Well that is unfortunate for guys like Russell Westbrook and uh Chris Paul getting left off. <laughs> oh, no, of his... no. Russ Russ made my team. I got Russ. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You got Russ. You got Russ. Chris Paul though. One of his didn't make it. Couldn't make it. I'm sorry. I, I got hey, love for me. He was part, yeah, you know what I mean? They uh they he was part of that team. Even though he wasn't healthy. He was a part of the team that missed 27 straight threes. We can't ha- we can't have that uh we can't have that on this team. of so the final rosters my, from one to five, I have Kyrie Irving, Paul George, Kevin Durant, Blake Griffin, Joel Embiid. And I have Russ, Kawhi,
1: Melo, Lamarcus Aldridge, and Dwight. So you guys okay. let us know in the comments below how we did and who won this, this draft. Just know that Dante has pieces
0: of the Brooklyn squad that didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's just put that out there. <laughs> I, I, I drafted the two guys that James Harden tried to get, a, uh, tried to get away from in brooklyn <laughs> so happens all right so now it's officially time for game share i got two of them for you and i think you said you have three yeah i got a three-piece mcnugget for you so let's uh let's do it all right you know you know i like how to do this
1: man what let's you want to go from easy to hard or you want to go to hard to easy Like uh, you let me know
0: let's go from easy to
1: hard okay easy to hard all right easy to hard that should be fine i need you rank the top five nba scores through these first three to four games okay so i'm gonna give you some names obviously you're gonna put them in (sighs) random orders okay all right number one that i'm gonna give you here
0: (laughs) d'arren fox De'Aaron fox De'Aaron fox De'Aaron fox Uh, all right um d'arren fox i love me some d'arren fox just had an ankle sprain though just had an ankle sprain. Did have a piece against the Lakers, though. How many players are you giving me? Five? Yep. Five blind rings here. Okay. I'm going to put Darren Fox. I feel like I said this last week with Towns. I feel like he's one of those players where, like, there's going to be guys ahead of him. But there's going to be guys below him as well. So, I think with that being said, I'm going to put Darren Fox at number three. Number three. All right. You know, something safe, you know. I got something you. safe you know not the best not the worst next up here how about donovan mitchell mm, donovan mitchell i donovan mitchell gets me because i i think he's very talented but i also think he's very in the sense that he can't get any he can't get much done in the postseason except he had that bubble run where he obviously he went nuclear and stuff but um, but I do think he is more talented than De'Aaron Fox. I think I'm gonna. Mm, that's tough. That's a tough one. I think I'm gonna put Donovan Mitchell at two. Spider at two. Spider at two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll put Spider at two. Yeah,
1: I think I can below Fox. All right, now let's throw in a wild card name here. How About Cam Thomas.
0: Cam Thomas. What is he? He's averaging at least thirty a game this year. He has uh thirty in each game. I think the only guy averaging more points is Steph. Oh, not Steph. I'll... Um, Luca. Luca.
1: I reveal the numbers and, and where they're at in the
0: league today after this is over. <laughs> Hold on. I think, uh, can you explain the, uh, the blind rate constructions again? I think I, I confused something. I'm confusing myself.
1: Oh, I mean, yeah, for sure. Like, no, nah, it's really just based off of your preference. It's not like I'm okay. trying to get you to to guess, okay. like, who's leading the top five leading scores. Okay. okay.
0: I was just making sure.
1: Yeah. Okay. Definitely to your discretion. Like, whatever you Okay.
0: Think. Okay. Okay. Cam Thomas, because... He's really good. I don't know how sustainable it's going to be, though. I think I'm going to have to put Cam Thomas at, I don't want to put him at, I, I think I might have to put him at five, honestly. I'm going to put Cam Thomas at five. Cam Thomas at five. All
1: right. Now things get a little more funnier with these okay. next two names. How about a Steph
0: Curry? I think I got to put Steph Curry at one, right? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to put Steph Curry at one. Yeah. I mean, I'm not really going to even think about that. So who am I putting at number four? At number four, you have the Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic. Okay. Okay. Well, that, that's an interesting rank. So I have Steph, Donovan, Fox, Luka, and Cam Thomas.
1: Yeah. You know, I think I think the one thing I could agree with you here is like definitely one in five. One in five. I, I think we're 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 good. Yeah, How I'd probably put them. Like, definitely sure. Yeah,
0: because Luka Luka could be up to-
1: there more. If you want to know the who's leading the league in scoring, yes, please. Luka Doncic is number one at 39 points per game. Mm-hmm. Donovan Mitchell at two with 35. Oh wow! Oh, Steph he's done, at, He's
0: averaging 35
1: right now. That's what I'm looking at the the ESPN wow. top scoring list right now. I did not know that. Steph is at three with 33 and a half. Cam mm-hmm. Thomas at four with 33, but he's also he has highest points per game average. Ever by NBA started because of his run last season as well. That's
0: right. Mm-hmm.
1: And De'Aaron Fox is fifth with thirty one point three. So damn, still, yeah, like yeah, five thirty putting points up points. numbers. I like. Holy I like it dog. I think I think the way you did the list was still pretty, still pretty smooth. Yeah, like yeah, it.
0: yeah. My best. I tried my best. All right, I have a game for you. I have the two games I have for you are going to be very. Um, they're gonna have to think. We're going to have to think for these ones, okay? Let's do it. So the first one I have for you, I need you to name me the top five winningest players in NBA history. So the top five list of the players with the most wins of all time. Oh, most wins. Like not winning yes.
1: percentage. Most wins. Yeah, no,
0: no. The most wins okay. in NBA history. So top five players here. Automatically, I just want to say to you, uh, LeBron and Kareem. Kareem is number one. LeBron James is not on this list. I actually think he's number six, number oh, six ah, okay. all time. Yeah, he's close. Okay. But he's all not right. quite there yet.
1: Most wins, you got to go to the Spurs tree, right? Give me Tim Duncan.
0: Tim Duncan is number three. So you have one and three. Uh, Talk to me about Carl Malone. He is number five. Okay,
1: so I got the fifth guy. One, three and five well i'm just hitting all the odd numbers right now okay
0: <laughs> you're getting there though you're closing in on two and four two and four i think i need to give you
1: again another do i want to give you another member of the spurs though because i feel like the bigger names like a like a Mike jordan and stuff obviously struggled in the 80s until he landed scotty so i just yep. don't feel like that makes a lot of sense for for MJ. i can tell
0: you right now michael jordan um He's 250 games below number five. Goodness. Yeah. I mean, he did take off two years and then came out of retirement. Malone has 952 wins and uh, Michael Jordan has 706.
1: Shit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So greatness in that sense may not be, you know, what you you think of here. Too much time off, and he didn't come out the gates winning
1: 50 plus games every season. Right. Right. This is difficult. Okay, I gotta think. Because even a guy like Vince Carter didn't have the most winning situations. He has a longevity,
0: but not the most winning of situations. That's a good way. That's a good thing to look at there. Longevity. You know what? it give me Tony Parker. He's not on there. He's actually number eight. Number eight. Number eight. Yeah, almost at nine hundred. Eight hundred ninety-two wins.
1: So with those, all right. I I don't need to shake any other Spurs tree. Then I think I'm kind of good there. (laughs) Think. I Think I'm fine. Uh if I nailed Carl Malone,
0: then give me John Stockton. Give me another jazz. He is number four. So now okay. you're just missing number two. Number two. Stockton's at 953 games and Carl Malone's at 952. So Stockton has one more career win than than his teammate. His long his long running teammate. That's something to brag about in Utah, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm sure I'm sure I kick back and joke about it all the time. Hey, Mary, I got one more win than you. <laughs> yep. It's, it's a great accomplishment, man. One win. <laughs> Zero titles to show. Okay. Zero titles, oh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Back to back to number two. Number two. Is also, I'll tell you, he is 60 games behind Kareem at number one, and he is 13 games ahead of Tim Duncan at number three.
1: Ooh, that's a weird place to be. So right
0: in the middle. Right in the middle. Over
1: 1,000. Over Magic didn't play long enough. Bird didn't play long enough.
2: Oh,
1: uh, uh, well, I don't even know if they played 82 games <laughs> at that point in time. You know what? Let's just throw something at the wall. How How about Russell? I mean, a, a whole lot of wins, man. No? Okay. No.
0: Right. No, Bill. R- Damn.
1: I feel like it kind of has to be. A, oh, wait, wait. Longevity again. We're going back to longevity. I have two names in my head, but they're like old school. Because I don't feel like it's anybody that's like either. They're definitely like not currently playing. I know that. No.
0: Not definitely currently
1: somebody, I'm trying to put it in my head. Is it somebody within the 2000s or do I need to go back to the 80s? And I'm right now I'm like in between the 80s and the 2000s is where mm-hmm. I'm at. And I just can't get it right now. I got two names in my head, but I just don't know if
0: they're it. You're they- right. You are. You thinking about longevity. I think that's the key to your answer here.
1: Well, if that's the case, the first thing that comes to mind is Robert Parrish. I'm gonna tell you Robert Parrish.
0: That is correct. He is number two. Robert Parrish is number two, 1,014 career wins. Look at you. That was tough, yeah, man. That was, that
1: was a hard that's one. That's a
0: tough one. That's a tough one. Yeah, I mean, you have a group. You have your two uh, teammates in Malone in Stockton at four and five. Tim Duncan, one of the winningest players of all time with the Spurs. Kareem at number one. And then, you know, Robert Parrish, not the sexiest name in the world, but, you know, someone that was a part of a lot of winning teams. So. Yep.
2: Shout out Robert
0: Parrish. Longevity had to play a part somewhere. That's dope. <laughs> That's amazing. There it is. All right.
1: Oh, okay, now let's go to, the, to the, this, the, the, the middle game, the normal. Not easy, yep. but not too hard. If you've been paying attention, maybe maybe this will be pretty easy for you. But Okay. I'm not even going to do the top five here, even though I have them written down. We're going to do the top three. So, can you give me the top three rookies that are leading the league in scoring right now? Or leading rookie. I'll I I phrase that. I'm weird. The top three. Give me the top three rookies who have the most points per game amongst their their class, right now, amongst their peers.
0: Right. Okay. 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 Well, the first one that comes to my mind immediately is Chet. Chet Holmgren. Is number three. Number three. I know Scoot hasn't been doing that well. Victor had, has had a really good game. He also had a, eh, an okay game. Had a solid start um what other i can tell you
1: that chet is currently averaging right on 15 15 points
0: two. okay so if that's the case i feel like victor's got to be there too yep
1: victor is number two at 15. he's points number two seven.
0: okay who's number one um who the hell is number one um i'm trying to think of all the top the top because then you have one of the thompson twins with the one in Houston not the one in Detroit. I know the one in Detroit's uh lighting it up with all these block parties. He's been playing unbelievably on defense. Um there's Man no one else from... rookies and rebounding oddly enough. It's weird. Is he? Yeah. Damn, good for him. Yeah, he's talented as hell. Um there's no one else from last year that didn't play and that is now um I not Scoot. Now, now it's tricky cuz I'm trying to think of all those like middle picks um cam whitmore no not him um the leading rookie score why wow, this is this is crazy i can't even think of the top one right now um is it the thompson twin in houston i can't think i know it's um, um amen or Mir. why well, i forget amen thompson and only averages seven points for Yeah. okay control. so it's not him what the
1: hell there's only three rookies right now that technically average double digits. Right now,
0: why you can't I four. think of? Yeah, I can't even think of the top. What's his? What's his name? Number one.
1: he averages seventeen point three points per game, and in each and every game, he actually set a new career high each time. Really? Yes. So his three why games have... out,
2: he's
1: he's had something to top what he did the last game. So
0: why have I feel like I'm not?
1: I haven't heard. It's it's definitely a matter of just obviously a lot of these rookies, or sort of small organizations. Oh. So, we kind of just gloss over some
0: of them or forget oh, them. Oh, um, fuck. Yeah, um, you're right. I do forget about it because I obviously have. Oh, how about? Uh, is he averaging 17? Um, what's his name? Uh, uh, Derek Lively on the Mavs. See, Derek
1: Lively, if he would have did a top five list, would have been correct. He would have been, been on top five. Off. With with number, with, He has nine points per game.
0: Oh, he's not even at yeah, he's He points less. Hmm.
1: I like the guess, though. Top five for sure, but not top three.
0: I know there's a guy on the Kings. They have. That's a shooter. I don't know what his... I don't so, know if he's been...
1: Let me just go ahead and cross that out for you, because Sasha okay. Zankov is 9.7. He's four. So
0: you would have got the top five. Oh, my You're God. Four except of the five. Everything except for number
1: one. I feel so hurt about this right now. I'm not even going to lie to you. Is
0: I it feel someone offended. of the Lakers?
1: I feel offended, Dante.
0: Why can't I think of this right now? Because you don't care about him. <laughs> Obviously,
1: I don't. <laughs> That's so beat up. So messed up. We talked about him over the summer a little bit. We didn't, we didn't really know where his minutes were going to land, but we knew he'd play a lot of minutes off the bench for this team.
0: Oh. <laughs> it's the former second overall pick mr brandon miller
1: ding 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 baby Number yeah one, he, he has, has been playing three, very 48. well yeah
0: because i'm think i was trying to think of like starters and stuff like that 17 points a game you're thinking that's coming from a starter brandon miller has had a very good start to the season been He's he's yes he has by, like yes, i've gotten to watch
1: it his first three games of his nba career in yes, person he has. and he stepped in yeah. every time he steps in he's a spark plug the team needs yeah. him to produce yeah.
0: oh fuck. i can't believe it took me that long i couldn't think i was like i actually don't know how i skipped over. i was thinking because you know why because when i thought chet i'm he was a overall pick so in my head i was like victor oh, chet scoot so i makes... skipped right over the second overall pick this year that's that's what happened I was cool. i don't know why i didn't even like think of going over the top picks because I thought I already had it. I'm like, like I
1: said, I felt offended because you just skipped. You went to scoop, and you went straight over. Brand. Yeah, like, that,
0: well, that's why I'm saying, like, yeah, Chet I'm, I'm made sure. me think second overall, and I was like, wait, you're hurt. I was like, this has got to be personal. It's not like it'd be the Lakers, and I was like, wait, it's not the Lakers. It's got to be the Hornets. It was personal. Sorry. I, did. I felt that. We got there. It's okay. All right. <laughs> so I want you – this next game I have for you is going to require a little bit of thinking as well, Okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. Who has won the MVP and the finals MVP in the same season? So I have 10 players in NBA history that have done this. Damn, there's 10 of them? There's te- more than I thought. Fuck. And they're all like big name players for the most part. I mean, some more than others, but I'm going to see if you can name me all 10 of them.
1: Okay. Uh, First one automatically of Rip MJ. Yep. Uh, he was the sixth guy to ever do it. The sixth fuck, yeah. How about a Kareem? How- he is the second guy to ever do it. The second fuck, first. How about Bill Russell?
0: No, not Man, Bill okay. Russell. Too, no,
1: too <laughs> too, too, way too. I understand why you think of that though. Way too trigger happy there. Uh, so I got MJ and Kareem, of course. Uh, I don't th- did Lebron. Lebron, Lebron won an MVP and
0: He was the last one to do it.
1: Okay, I kind of figured that. Because, okay, because Giannis, an MVP in a DPOY, Not a finals MVP in the same season. Okay. Correct. Okay, all right. So, Braun being the last guy makes things a little difficult. Shaq won his MVP in 2000. So, Shaq would be one of them.
0: Shaq is the third to last guy okay. to do it. Right, so, there's somebody in between. Yeah, so two people did it afterwards. I <laughs> know this is like. What? Oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> this is Tim Duncan. He is the second-to-last guy. So you got the last three guys to do it. Okay.
1: Now let's just kind of go back in the time machine a little bit here. We're rolling.
0: MJ misses out a couple years. Give me Hakeem Olajuwon. Hakeem Olajuwon, fourth-to-last guy. So you have the last five guys that did it. All right, so you MJ, Hakeem, Shaq, Tim, LeBron. You got Kareem at number two, so you're missing the first guy to ever do it, and then third, fourth, and fifth.
1: That's okay. We just we just got working. We got to have, have back in the mind palace. You know, like it looks like Mario's Nintendo sixty four castle in here. Trust me, it's spacious. So <laughs> uh, let's uh, let's keep going. Uh, obviously, the Bulls dominated the nineties. I don't think Isaiah Thomas has an MVP. I don't think so. I'm not even gonna put him out there.
0: I'm I'm gonna go to Larry Bird. Larry Bird is on the list. He is the fourth guy to do it. So now you need one, three, and five. Me the and these opposite. odd numbers. Yeah, you and your these odd numbers, man. Uh, You mean Magic
1: Johnson? Why not?
0: Magic Johnson's right after Larry. So you got five. So now you need one and three, okay? Yo, I, now, I, I really don't think I'm going to get in the wrong one. You not... So <laughs> I oh. think number three... I think you can get, we've talked about him before. Oh, that's because it's Moses Malone. It is Moses Malone. That is right. So now you're just missing number one. You're just missing number one. Now I'll, I'm going to give you a few. Let me see if I can pull up the date of when, like the year that he did it. Um, Because that could help you out. Obviously, so it's before Kareem. So it's before his time. This person did it in the 69-70 season. Wilt. Wait no 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 wait wait I'll take a bit, okay okay, because it's actually Jerry West. No, it's not. It's not. This is like a top seventy-five player, Hall of Famer. Like not like a, not like a weird, you know this this person. What the big name player? Not as bit probably not like everyone else on this list is, pro- is probably a name than him. But this guy is a, a Hall of Fame player. A Hall of Fame player. That's not Jerry.
1: And I don't, I don't wilt because he won his rings later. You're in the right
0: trajectory with wilt though. Yeah, you you're in the the frame there. He got the right position. So it is a center, but now, like, I'm thinking of like ancient
1: names. Like, are they even alive today? With all due respect, <laughs> uh, let's see.
0: My goodness, he he passed. He at yeah, 80 so. years old. I I don't. I only he only, he only on. one team his whole career. One team. When he played for the Lakers, his whole the whole career, huh? Listen, this guy helped this team win one of their only championships in franchise history, and it's been a long time since they've won a championship. Oh, oh, a... oh! Oh! whoa, oh, oh, whoa, oh, oh, whoa, oh, oh, whoa, oh. whoa. It's Willis Reed. Willis Reed is the correct answer. Willis Reed won the MVP and finals MVP for the New York Knicks in the 1969-1970 to 1970 NBA season. Man, RIP to Willis Reed,
1: man. I'm sorry I forgot about you, baby. <laughs> and hey, that's a long time ago, so... Talk about going in a wayback machine. Dante got me down. You got the wheels spinning. You got the wheels turning.
0: You're testing the NBA noggin, man. Goodness. Hey, I had to, I had to do it, so you had to think a little bit. But I got you. All right. So I think that's the last game that we have today, Jerry. We had a we had a good one. We had some uh, some ranks. We had some ones that you had to put your thinking cap on. Um, for sure. But thank you guys so much for watching today's episode. Me and Jerry are thrilled that the NBA season is back in full swing because now we can talk about what is actively going on in the NBA world, all these games, stories, all that good stuff. Please make sure to, as always, like and subscribe. Check out all the other episodes on YouTube. If you are listening to us on any podcast platforms, please make sure to like, give us a rating. We appreciate that a lot check us out on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, you want to listen to us when you're on your car ride to work, back from work, while you're working, check us out wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Look up Sitting Courtside. You will find us there. Jerry, do you have any final words for these wonderful no. fans before we no. head off? Nope. All I got to say is, man, I'm just happy the NBA
1: season's back, man. Let's just keep watching. The sports equinox, you know, is still happening. Baseball, hockey, all that good stuff, football. Let's just keep just keep watching, man. Great, great to have yeah, sir. So I think
0: uh, I think last night, or I think it was last night. It was one of the first night. It was uh basketball, baseball, hockey, and football same yeah. night. So, yeah. yeah, we are we are ready for it. We are ready for this NBA season. It's about damn time James Harden got traded. Things are going in the right direction. And until next time, until episode fourteen, take it easy. Peace, Peace out.